Dedicated missionary service returns a dividend of eternal joy, which extends throughout mortality and into eternity. I want it absolutely clear that I declared to the world in the most straightforward language I could summon that the Book of Mormon is true. True disciples of Jesus Christ are willing to stand out, speak up, and be different. If you're not a full-time missionary with a missionary badge pinned on your coat, now is the time to paint one on your heart. God has something unimaginable in mind for you personally and the church collectively. A marvelous work and a wonder. In this church, what we know will always trump what we do not know. Missionary work is an identifying feature of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Always has it been, ever shall it be. Let us be awake and not be wary of well-doing, for we are laying the foundation of a great work, even preparing for the return of the Savior. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Mission Prep Podcast. This is episode 10, double digits, baby. I'm hoping you guys are all out there enjoying some of this beautiful spring weather. I really love all the seasons, but boy, do I enjoy getting out in warm weather. Me and my wife went down to the zoo this week, and the temperature was just perfect. I feel like usually when I go, it's always just way too hot, and it makes it so much worse to be walking on that black concrete that they got. I'm willing to brave it, though, to see that polar bear. I don't know. I've been kind of weird lately. I really love summertime, but I'm honestly not too stoked for when it's going to start getting like really hot. Like I'm talking 90 plus. Usually I don't really mind hot temperatures, but for some reason lately, I've kind of been gravitating to the cold more. Don't get me wrong. I really love being able to wear shorts and a t-shirt, but there's honestly something about being able to dress up all warm in sub-zero temps and feel nice and cozy. Also, it just wakes me right up to walk outside on a frosty morning. It's like a nice jump start. There's something about the cold that just makes me feel alive. It's kind of like the same effect that cold showers have, you know? And if you don't believe me, then go look up the mental benefits of taking cold showers. Seriously, I think taking a nice cold shower is a great way to shock yourself into waking up if your body is just trying to pull you back into bed. All of you probably think I'm completely crazy though. I'm probably part of the 1% of Utah that was actually really stoked about winter being so brutal this year. I just love Utah to death. I love pretty much everything about it, but I probably belong in like Alaska or something. Yeah, that would be nice. Anyway, those are just some of the random thoughts that I'm having today that none of you probably care about. So I'll move on so that like the two or three of you that are still listening can actually get something out of this today. Sheesh, I got to get myself together. Anyway, but for real, I am so glad you guys are listening to this one because I promise that you will walk away feeling inspired. I'm feeling inspired just thinking about what I'm going to be talking about today. What I have to share will be a game changer for not only how you go about being a missionary, but really how you go about everyday normal life. Okay, just to start off what I want to talk about today, I want you guys to think about how the time that we live in right now is unprecedented in so many ways, but particularly when it comes to how immediately we get results from just about everything we do. I mean, we might as well just have a button that we can press that gives us everything we want when we want it. 
I mean, that's the world's message, right? That you shouldn't have to wait to get what you want. I mean, are you hungry? You can just go throw some food in the microwave or order something on DoorDash. Are you bored? Why not just pull out your phone or watch a movie or scroll social media? You have a question? Just ask Google. You wanna talk to somebody? No need to take another step, just send them a text message. You wanna lose weight? Just take this pill or you can go get this surgery. Are you cold? Just turn the heat up. I mean, the list is endless. We live in a world that is so fast paced and that gives us immediate results with a push of a button. And of course, in many instances, this is a really good thing, but too often this teaches us that all things work this way and that just isn't the case. Because we expect immediate results, that seems to just be our focus on everything, just getting results. I mean, how many times have you guys told yourself that you'll be happy when, I don't know, when you gain 10 pounds of muscle or when you can bench two plates or you'll be happy when you get a kiss from that girl or when you get married or you'll be happy when you get this new car that you've been wanting or you'll be happy when you break that bad habit. All of these things are just result after result after result. We just want to skip through all the boring stuff and all the hard work and patience and just get to the result. Sure, there's nothing wrong with having end goals in mind. In fact, that's exactly what I want to talk about today and why that's important. But even more so, I want to help you guys focus more on the process of achieving goals instead of the outcome and how doing that will give you deeper satisfaction than actually meeting the goal itself. Before I do that, though, I want to give you a little outline that can give you some helpful structure to your goals. It's something that my mission president taught me and I still use it and refer to it heavily to help me with some of my own goals. Okay, so I'm just going to use an example of a goal that I had in the past to give you a better idea of this and its application. If you are familiar at all with goal setting, then you know that in order to achieve a goal, or at least to make a goal more tangible, you need to break it down into smaller and smaller bits. In other words, you start big and then you get smaller and smaller until you know exactly how you can take that first step. So for my example, I'm going to start at the biggest part or at the top. So the first part is to come up with a vision. Having a vision gives your goal purpose and direction and because of that, you'll have more motivation for achieving that goal. So we'll just say that for my example, my vision was to become a pro skateboarder. And while that didn't necessarily pertain to the goal that I'm going to use as an example here, it was still something that I dreamed about as a little kid, so we're just gonna roll with it. My actual goal was to learn how to do a kickflip. Okay, so now we have a vision, which was to become a pro skateboarder, and a goal, which was to learn how to do a kickflip. Having the vision of becoming a pro skateboarder is going to be what's going to help me remember why I even wanted to learn how to do a kickflip in the first place. This is really important because achieving goals can be really hard, and so we will need to be able to have something beyond the goal itself to help us to stay committed. Okay, so now we have those two parts, but we still need to break it down into smaller steps. The next step is to create a plan of how you're going to achieve that goal. And this is the hard part. So with my example, I would have to figure out how to break an actual kickflip down into smaller steps and create some sort of action plan for when and how I'm going to practice those movements. For the sake of keeping this simple though, let's just say that I create a general plan to practice kickflips three times a week for 30 minutes each. And I'm going to do that on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 7 o'clock. Now, there's still one more step that needs to be taken. 
I am a pretty disciplined person, but even I am going to need some outside help with my goals. And this is where accountability comes in, which is the last step. This means that you fill someone else in on your goal and your plans and hold yourself accountable to them about whether or not you followed through with your plans. And you have to pick someone that you know will bug the crap out of you just to make sure that you stick to your commitments. If they are a really great accountability partner, then you will hate them and you'll love them at the same time. This works really well too if it's two-way and they also have goals that they are holding themselves accountable to you for as well. Okay, does all this make sense? I mean, if any of you have a question on how to do this or you have like a specific goal that you want help with, then you can just message me on Instagram or email me and I can work with you on it. Deal? Okay, let's move on. So now that we know how to set goals, what do we do next? Well, remember how earlier I was talking about how we are all just way too focused on results? Well, this very thing applies to goals as well because essentially, a goal is just the result of something that we are doing, right? It's simply the sum total of work that we've put in that is focused toward an end result. Okay, so as I was going through an example of how to make a goal and break it down into smaller steps, I hope that you were thinking of something that you want to work on and breaking it down in your head into manageable bites just like how I did. So once you have gone through the steps of creating a vision, a goal, a plan, and a way to be accountable, write it all down and then forget about it. Actually, no, don't do exactly that, but the part about achieving the actual goal itself, yeah, you can pretty much just forget about it. You can just put that in the back of your mind because there's really no reason to even have to think about it anymore because you've written it down and you have created a process that you will go through that will aim you in that direction. Now that you have all those parts put into place, your aim is set and now all you have to do is focus on the process and then the result will just be the byproduct of everything that you do. Something that I have grown really fond of lately is archery and the principles of shooting a bow really go hand in hand with what I'm talking about here. If all you do is focus on the target that is 20 or 30 yards away from you and just pull the string back and let it rip, then you are going to have a very poor shot. Most likely that arrow is going to end up three houses down the street. Executing a good shot requires you to go through a mental and physical process. It has absolutely nothing to do with focusing on where you want the arrow to land and everything to do with focusing on the process of shooting that arrow. I know it may sound counterintuitive, but the worst thing that you can do when shooting a bow is to hyper-focus on your aim. When you do that, you miss all the critical parts of the shot process that are happening right where you are standing. Because once that arrow is released, then you have absolutely no control over it. Shooting a bow is the ultimate mindfulness practice. You have to get inside yourself and consciously focus on the movements that you need to do to complete a controlled shot. Very little of it actually has to do with your aim. Setting your aim is a very brief part of the shot and once that is done, you basically forget about it and move on with the rest of the process. When you get all caught up in where you want the arrow to land, which is just the result, then you are going to end up rushing through the process and making the right physical movements and botch the shot. Just like with setting goals, once the aim is set, all you have to do is focus on the process and then the result is just going to be the byproduct. The only way to get that arrow into the bullseye is to be right here, right now, not 20 yards away. Now, if you're someone that is just a rock star at setting goals and achieving them, and it's really helpful for you to be focused on the end result the whole time, then by all means, keep doing that. 
I know that for me, I have had a lot of goals in the past when that's what I needed to do to pull me through. But I think that at one point or another, we are all going to come to a specific goal or reach a certain point in our life where focusing on the result like that just isn't gonna be helpful. This is especially true for those goals that might take months or even years to achieve. If all we are doing is just focusing on getting to the end result, then we are missing out on everything that happens in between. Not only that, but you'll probably find yourself getting discouraged and burnt out. So the magic about reaching your goals isn't actually in reaching your goals. Sure, reaching your goal is gonna be great, but that's not where the real success lies. The real success is the change that is going to happen in your lifestyle and what you're going to be doing to build your character. It's the journey, not the destination. Find your happiness and satisfaction in the process and not the outcome. So how does this all apply to missionary work? Well, let me give you guys a couple of examples. Say you're called to speak in a foreign language and you create the goal of becoming fluent in that language. Then you've got to learn to love the process of learning that language. I'm talking about the day in, day out of studying, practicing, failing, and learning from your failures. Achieving something like this takes months and months of grueling work. And if you can't learn to love the process because all you are focused on is the end result that's way down the road, then it's going to be much harder than it needs to be. Also, as a missionary, you'll have key indicators for conversion. This means that there will be goals that you'll be setting that should help you know whether or not you're helping others move towards baptism and conversion. Preach My Gospel says that these key indicators identify events and conditions that show a person's progress towards enduring conversion. Preach My Gospel also says that the ultimate measure of success is not in achieving goals alone, but in the service you render and the progress of others. And I would add to your own progress as well. So it seems to me that there is some sort of balance that we need to achieve between setting our direction with goals, but not getting all caught up in the numbers game. Okay, so let's review everything that I've talked about today. First, yes, goals are important and they are necessary. We should be seeking to make goals that will motivate us and stretch us. Secondly, we need to learn how to give our goals a structure that will help us to know where to take the first step. And you can do this by creating a vision, making a goal that will move you in the direction of that vision, making specific plans that will help you achieve your goal, and then creating some kind of accountability system with somebody else. And lastly, we need to remember that our success isn't solely based on achieving that goal. Once we have made the goal, then our aim is set, and then we can now focus on the process, and sooner or later, that goal will just be the natural result of getting lost in that process. And yes, reaching that goal will be great, but the real joy is found in the changes that you will be making in your life to get to that goal. Goal setting isn't about getting results, but about living intentionally. It's about you going out and making good happen in your life rather than sitting around waiting for good to happen to you. Okay, guys, that's about all I have for you today. Again, if you need any help with setting your own goals, or if you have questions about anything that I talked about today, you can email me or message me on Instagram. Thank you for listening to this one. I hope that you were able to get something out of it. If you did, then please feel free to leave a rating and a review. That's honestly going to be the best way to help get this podcast to reach other preparing missionaries like yourself. And remember that you guys are awesome and that you've got this. I'll catch you next time. Peace.